Hello there. I'm Steve Satan. This is my Conversations with the Pope, episode 35. For any new listeners tuning in, we're a sports gambling podcast that spends as much time delivering Sopranos quotes as we do betting advice. Plenty of both later on. Big thanks again to Adam Forshaw for joining us last week. We'll be reading out some of the feedback from the Leeds United forums on the back of their midfielder's appearance. Some very funny and abusive shouts thrown our way. Worth sticking around for those, I think. It's just me and Pope going into it this week. I'm finally off Suicide Watch following the Chiefs Super Bowl no-show. Popey's full of it after his Tampa Bay 9-2 tip landed. We get into Tom Brady, Carlo Ancelotti's touchline cappuccino, Liverpool's loosening grip on the title and preview this weekend's combat action. Eddie Earns card once again falling short of the mega fight Dana White put together in Vegas for UFC 258. The unlikely lookalikes and Keegan's of the week make a return, as does Uncle Al with some vintage Michael Douglas material. There's also an interesting development in our controversial celebrity death race on the back of Sir Tom's unfortunate death. Thanks as always for listening. Boss to hear so many people have been enjoying the show the last few weeks. Hardcore Leeds fans aside. You can get in touch with us at my combos with the Pope on Instagram and at my convos or my convos with Pope, I think it is, on Twitter. Drop us a review if you've got a minute and remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you get the latest episode soon as they land. Nice one, gang. Enjoy the show. Hopey. All right, Jim. How we doing, son? Well, you know what I'm doing, yeah. But better start to a uh, to a day. It is what it is. A little bit of work trouble your end. Well, that's the understatement of the century. Yeah, I tell you what, like, can't be self lucky. You don't have a job. <laughs> so as I'm saying, orchids. In fact, you must have the most stress free life out of anyone I know. Yeah. You want to walk a mile in my shoes over the last seven weeks, lad? You see about no job and, and stresses. <laughs> I was going to say, apart from all the ill-judged <laughs> bets you have and the many thousands you lose on the back of them, other than that, I can't see where, where you'd have any stress in your life, really. The two main causes of stress are work and kids. And Yeah, welcome to uh, welcome to my life. Moving house as well, I believe, is up there, isn't it? I'm a bit Tyson Fury in that. In that mode, aren't I? What have I had about seven fucking flats in my life? <laughs> maybe that maybe that explains the rapid hair loss back in the day. The wanderer, <laughs> the travelling Jew. <laughs> anyway, how's things? We're you all know, better weeks. I take it yourself. Yeah, you know, we dust off. We go again, don't we? Very tough weekend. Very tough few weeks. I think we, we've the only one place we can start the Super Bowl, isn't it, Popey? Antonio Brown looked like his career was over. Gronk, Gronkowski comes out of retirement. Fournette was looking for a home. And when the Super Bowl ended, the ball would be in the hands of Tom Brady. I don't know why we ever think it won't. Well, yeah, if you want me to gloat, I'd certainly say it's the only place to start, really. <laughs> Never bet against Tom Brady. Never bet against me, more like 
You reckon? Well, come on. Let's be having it. Let's be having it right. What did they call it? Nine to two, put them up. It was my tip of the week a couple of weeks ago for the Super Bowl. You did? Before they played the Packers. Not only did they call the Bucks would win the Super Bowl, I told you that would happen. And all the ESPN coverage I've watched in the build-up to the Super Bowl, apart from the fact that it was reported Eric Fisher was out of the game. It was Eric Fisher, the left tackle. Yeah. None of these so-called pundits, former players, these people who pay millions and millions of pounds to give their opinions on a sport that they've been involved with since they were knee-high, mentioned that that would be a potential weakness. No one apart from me. So not only did they pick the books, I told you how it would happen. And that transpired to be the case. You're welcome. We did mention Fisher last week, Popey. Me more so than you. No, yeah, absolutely. But I think I said my worry was that front, front line of Tampa rather than Tom Brady, wasn't it? Which would cause us trouble. What a performance from Tampa, lad, defensively. Jesus Christ. Again, I called it. And I think what we should start this year, Steve, we're going to have to start at head-to-head on the tips of the week. So, obviously, I put Tampa Bay up there a couple of weeks ago, 9-2. to Super Bowl, 1-0 for our rope do pope yeah? What yeah. do you reckon? So, what's, what's, what's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, though, at the end of the year? What are we playing for? I think I had enough pots of gold. Going up for gambles <laughs> over the last few weeks. Have you got any pots of gold left? <laughs> yeah, fool's gold. Have you got a house left? I, I was. I've been a little bit worried about you. I was wondering where you, you and your mum are lodging now. Seems as though you had the house on the Chiefs, <laughs> or you had her house on the Chiefs rather. Well, I was going to say. I think I mentioned to you the night before the Super Bowl. Whatever the results on Monday, I was going on a a Pep Guardiola esque sabbatical. So. Um, Maybe we'll take maybe we'll take me out to New York and, and that's where we'll find a, a new stress-free life maybe over there. Go find her lo- <laughs> a couch to sleep on, yeah. Go and lodge with Sammy the Jew over there in New York. <laughs> <laughs> find yourselves a couch today to sleep on top and tell you and your ma, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, it was a brutal Sunday for me, that lad. Jesus, we'll get on to Liverpool and footy later. Yeah, it, it wasn't even close, was it? The Super Bowl, it was done and dusted by half-time for me. Yeah, I was trying to... I don't know, I was trying to fill you with a little bit of misguided confidence there at half-time, wasn't I, saying I could see the Chiefs coming back into it. A little bit of it was reverse psychology, but at the same time, I thought you've been in similar holes throughout the playoffs, really, and throughout Mahomes' tenure as quarterback. And I don't know, I thought they'd put up a better show than what they did. Mm. Second half, but I, I just purely think it was down to the decimated def- uh, offensive line. Uh, yeah. That's proved to be the case, and they just couldn't handle with the they couldn't live with the pass rush. Really, could they? And I think in hindsight, what I'll forever remember this Super Bowl as is the one that got away with Devon White. Obviously, you put him up at ninety to one. You did for Super Bowl MVP, and I can't help but think, Steve. All right, everyone's saying Tom Brady was always going to win the, win the MVP regardless, which you do get. And maybe I told you that. A, I told a you. Bit of a on him. I told you that, Pope. You said if he exposed himself on the halfway line mid-game, he'd have still got the MVP. <laughs> which he didn't, thank God. But I think if his interception would have stood, you know, the honey badger yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for the Chiefs had an interception, but then it was it was chalked off because of defensive holding. I can't help but think if he would have had that interception to his name, Regardless of the three touchdowns, he might not have won it, and that no. might have been enough for Devon White to get it at ninety to one. He had one interception himself, Devon White, and like twelve or thirteen tackles. I don't know which. I don't for know. me, it was as good as defensive Super Bowl performance, not just from the Bucks collectively as a team, 
But even from an individual that, such as Devon White, it was like Ray Lewis esque when yeah, they won it. He was when gonna... the Ravens won it all them years ago, and he obviously won the Super Bowl MVP because I think he was a bigger name really than than what Devon White is because he's only starting out in his career. But a little bit frustrating and sort of the one that got away more more than anything for me. But that's why he was ninety to one, Pope. That's why he was a ninety to one shot. Either probably had to have took a a touchdown pass himself out of somewhere or a pick six and run one back. I think. Brady could have probably made passionate love to the honey badger during the halftime show. I think he'd have still got, <laughs> he'd have still got the MVP, and he kind of did in a number of ways, didn't he? he? Certainly bent him over a few times there, um, and the the Chiefs' defense obviously taking nothing away from the Bucks, but I'm not. I think I was always in on the Chiefs, but maybe I wouldn't have gone as heavily if I'd have heard some of the news that's come out post the Super Bowl. Did you hear the Andy Reid's son? who is a linebacker coach on the Chiefs. Did you hear that he was in a, a drunk car crash on Thursday and actually put a five-year-old kid in hospital with brain damage? With brain damage? Brain. I didn't know the extent of it. Brain damage? I knew, I knew there'd been a crash and that there was a there was a little kid in hospital on the back of it. Yeah. So what? He's got lasting long-term brain damage? By all accounts, yeah. And it's come out that he's uh, in, he was intoxicated. He'd had a few beers, by all accounts. Do you think that's had some sort well, of effect? I, 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 of course, it's got to have an impact if, if your lads in, in, in sort of that, that situation, regardless of whether it's his fault or not. But I, I didn't realise the extent or the severity of the kid's mm. injuries. So we're talking long-lasting brain damage, not too dissimilar to, to that of Derry Matthews then, no? <laughs> Exactly. Only messing Derry if you're listening. Not that you will be. At least I hope you're not. Exactly. No, yeah. Let's talk of Andy Reid possibly not coaching. And another thing as well, the Chiefs flew down on a Saturday night. They got into Tampa about five o'clock. Now, I understand COVID protocol, maybe they thought they could do things a little bit easier if they flew in late. Would you trust staying in Tampa hotels? I think we've seen a lot of shit go down in Florida, haven't we, politically and, and uh, skullduggery-wise. But that's not ideal either, is it? Flying down the night before the game, probably. No, it's not ideal prep, no. But just going back to Andy Reid's son, what are they? Does he's on prescription drugs and they're pretty strong, and mm. you're not really meant to drink at mm. all when you're on them. I'm listening to Levitard earlier this week. I think Stu Gotts, who's the co-host, has been on those prescription drugs previously. Yeah. He said one drink feels like five. Yeah. So even just having a couple of cocktails and then get behind having a couple of cocktails and then get behind the wheel of a car anyway is inexcusable. But then when you factor in the prescription drugs he's on and then what he's ended up doing on the back of it, I, I, I'm guessing he's been. Arrested and charged, has he? Yeah, I think he has been arrested now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't read the the depths of it. I just seen some of the uh, some of the information yesterday when I was trying to catch up. I've really been putting myself through the fucking torture mill with it as well. I think I've listened to five Super Bowl podcasts. <laughs> you can't change the outcome now, mate. What's no. done is done at the end of the day, and of course, there's there's there's, there's sort of. Yeah, there's, there's, there's transpiring factors as to, as, to, as to what could have done different, whether it's the prep, whether it's obviously the incident with Andy Reid's son. But the fact, obviously, I know that the Patrick Mahomes is injured and he now needs surgery. All of that's far from ideal. But as a punter, this is something that you should have maybe held on to your money for for a Absolutely. bit longer until you would have known the extent of their prep. And yeah. so you've only got yourself to blame, really, to that extent. Possibly. And by the way, this you've, is not... You've gone in too early, I think. You've gone in too early. This you is... like what you're seeing against the Bills and you've thought, oh, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. obviously proved to be naively so. He definitely wasn't, wasn't right, Mahomes, either. But it's not about the Chiefs. It's not about my losses. You've picked the Bucks, Popey. It's a winner for the pod. Nine to two. And what do we say about Brady, lad? He's beat Drew Brees... He's beat Rodgers on the road. He's beat Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. 
is it the greatest playoff run of all time in any sport? If it was a film, you'd think it was corny, wouldn't you? And there's more to come, right, Tom? There's yeah. more to come as far as football. Yeah, we're coming back. We're coming back. know that. Coming back. Tom Brady's coming back. There you go. Congratulations, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55 champions. Here's one for you. Here's a question and a serious question at that. Whose performance during these NFL playoffs would you say has been more impressive? Tom Brady's at the age of 43 or mine with all the picks, the successful picks I've had? Well, yeah, I know you've been raving about your, your playoff form and... Big up to you, lad. Yeah, you've had a you've had a good few uh, good few picks there. I think you called yourself undefeated last week. I think pretty sure you had the Rams in Green Bay. No, 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 no. Listen to it back. Well, exactly. I said apart from the Rams in Green yeah. Bay, I'm yeah. undefeated. So you want to you want to listen to listen to it back a little bit more did carefully you, during your editing that you uh, that you do. Did you not have the Ravens in Buffalo? I didn't know. I think you did. I think if we go back over the tape, I think you'll see that you picked the Ravens in Buffalo, 100%. Mm, I think I was humouring you. No, I think I was humouring you. So, so, you, so you didn't place real uh, money on the... You didn't place real money on a Ravens-Rams double? No. Was that not your tip of the week at 8-1? No. I, I think I was humouring you, as I say. I don't okay. think it was a pick. I think it was a... Uh, but go through by all means, and if, if I'm wrong, I'll stand corrected. But uh, I think these playoffs will forever be remembered for my betting say that I've been on, more so than, than Tom Brady lifting as well, his seventh Super Bowl at the... The tender age of 43. Benjamin Button. Benjamin Buxon. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, what, what, what can you say, obviously? And I think the fact that, OK, Dr Guerrero, he's, he's obviously, he's on some sort of performance-enhancing drug. That, that, uh, oh, him and LeBron you, James, you can't really... That's it? We're out there with it? Popey, you're you joining my side that, uh, that everyone's juicing? Well, no, I think it's evidence, isn't it? How, how could he not be on something? I know he's putting it down to how well hydrated he is and the fact he only eats certain vegetables and yeah. blah, 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 all that nonsense. But the fact is he's on something. But like I said, with me Lance Armstrong arguments, when we first started this pod many, many months ago, in my eyes, you still got to go out and do it. They're not going to be the only ones in their sports who are doing that. Yeah. And to still get to the level of excellence over such a long period of time that they've, they, they, they've managed to sustain... You've still got to give them massive credit, regardless of whether they're juicing or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you know what hurts me a bit, lad, as well? <laughs> Before we were doing this podcast last year, how deep was I on the Patriots repeating? How deep was I on Brady going on a on a playoff run last year? And <laughs> they didn't re-sign the Gronk. They couldn't get him off his yacht in New England. And they let Antonio Brown go. I'm convinced the Patriots win last year's Super Bowl if he gets a couple of weapons. Cry me a river, eh, lad? <laughs> you, might want to you, well, you might want to add a bit of JT in there, just for effect. You're going to end up in that Liffey River if you keep throwing these daddy shouts shout out, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you and Barry McGuigan recreating Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with Brady, you can just, some of the stats I'm hearing this week is, is just, they're just absolute nonsense, aren't they, in terms okay. of what he's achieved as an individual compared to, like, franchises or compared to some of his so-called peers, yeah. the likes of Rodgers and, and, and Roethlisberger and, and Manning. And it's it's crazy, isn't it? But he's, it, it, it's, it's, it's unprecedented and it will it'll never be beaten. No, no, with a, no with a quarterback or, or player in any position, skill position in the NFL is going to get to 10 Super Bowls again. No one's ever going to win seven. No, Not insane. a chance. No. But for as good as Mahomes is, he's not going to have the longevity. 
I don't think that's so. uh, Brady's got without a doubt. But I, this it wouldn't surprise me if this wasn't Brady's last Super Bowl. Oh, no. He's well. going to play for another three or four years, so he might have another one in him, potentially two. If they, if they manage to keep this Bucks roster together, there's a lot of players out on free agency this year for the Bucks, so they're not going to be able to afford to keep all of them. But if they can at least keep the core of the team, the, most of the defensive players, like the safeties I was harping on about Jordan Whitehead and Anton Winfield, they were injured, they come back. They're brilliant. They're only young kids. Still yeah. on rookie contracts. Devin White's only young. Shaquille Barrett's still got a couple of years left in him. So if they can keep the sort of the nucleus of the team, they might go on a, on a couple more runs. Who knows? But I just, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he's got another one, if not two in him. Well, what which you, is just absolute madness, isn't it? Well, usually the week after the Super Bowl, I like to have a little blimp over the uh, next year's odds. Anyone jumping out at your Popey? Could there be a repeat for the Bucks? I think he's about 11 to 1, Brady in the Bucks, to go again next year. Chiefs still are favourites, and I've uh, I've got my eye on the Rams, me. I think Matt Stafford might go and go and do a job over there in LA. Good shout, yeah. I, 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 similar to you, Steve, as soon as it, it's done the Super Bowl, I'm always looking at next year's prices and seeing if there's any, any value there. Yeah, Rams is a good shout. Obviously, they've got the best, arguably the best, well, Mahomes is the best player in the games, but certainly the best defensive player in the game in Aaron Donald. Oh, he's a beast. And then, and then they got the best cornerback in the game with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And then they've built a solid defence around that. So on the defensive side of things, the Rams are unbelievable. And I think all they were missing was was a quarterback. Jared Goff is, is useless. Oh, the fact that they got to a Super Bowl with Goff is is, is a bigger achievement yeah, for, yeah. for McVay. The, the coach of the Rams is actually winning the Super Bowl. To actually get to that position where they were in the Super Bowl with Goff as your quarterback. Matt Stafford, who they've, they've signed, who's the former quarterback for the Detroit Lions, is a massive, massive, massive upgrade. Massive upgrade, yeah. So, huge, huge, of course. So naturally, they're going to improve on the back of that. And the NFC, I don't feel as though, depending on what happens in the off-season and what trades happen and what happens in the draft, historically, in in recent history, at least, the NFC is not as good, but it's certainly not as stacked or as competitive as the AFC. So I think if you are looking for someone in the Super Bowl, I think it's probably wise to pick someone on the the NFC, which obviously the Rams are. So I I wouldn't deter you from 16-1. to I do think, though, if... Deshaun Watson goes to the 49ers, which 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 is by no means a certainty. In fact, he's not even they're not even favoured out of all of the teams in the NFL for him to join. I think they're about the third or fourth favourites behind the likes of the Jets and what have you. But if by some miracle he does join the 49ers, depending on what they have to give up for him, I think they could just go on to dominate for years. I think they're that good. And I think similar to, to the Rams, I think they're just missing a quarterback. Yeah. But I think they've got more depth in the team. Uh, and I think they've got better skill position players as well at wide receiver and running back. So I think if they got a Deshaun Watson, who again would be an upgrade on a Matt Stafford, then I think they they go on to dominate, to be honest. But there's a lot of if buts and maybes. Is, but I think is. it's 16s, the Rams. Yeah, I certainly think there's a bit of value there. Well, I certainly won't be putting uh, a solo tip of the week up for the Rams yet. I don't think I've got much clout or pedigree for that after my Super Bowl pick. So let's wait and see what happens in the off-season, eh? And uh, we'll maybe come back Well, see. Sorry to interrupt, you might be wise for future tips of the week to just be having any upcoming events that week or that weekend now we're doing it head-to-head, do you know what I mean? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, if you want to go head-to-head. It, I... might, it might prevent It might prevent the shit-arsery that's been happening. I'll tell you what. The anti-posts. I'll tell you what, I'm up for an head-to-head right away on a long season one. Right away, let's get right back in there on the NFL, Popey. This one, this one, class is breaking the bets article. What about a hundred quid? I think the Chiefs go further than the Bucks next year. 
Uh, no, because I'd fancy the Chiefs to bounce back from this. Ah, well, there we go. Well, there you go then. Well, fuck it. Fuck it. There we go. Like, well, hang on a minute. I'm not just going to do it just for doing it safe, basically, for a bit of entertainment purposes for the fucking listeners, am I? Well, we are doing I've a podcast. We are doing a podcast. It's about time. Is that what you call it? It's about time. We offered a bit of entertainment, is it not? <laughs> is that what you call it? Fucking <laughs> hell. Brilliant. All right. So well, no, I'll uh, respectfully decline on that one. Okay. Uh, speaking of entertainment and uh, and entertaining the the followers, enjoyed the Instagram live on Sunday, lad. Is this going to be a regular feature with you, or have you you deleted the app? Was it one and done? Did I have a what? A childhood pet. Yeah, I think that's why I've got. Yeah, I've, I've literally I'm so cold towards animals now. The only pet I've ever had was a goldfish. Died on the first night. I got it. Fireball. <laughs> what was he called? Fireball. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> we got a flight in village. I went into the pet shop, and me and me and Kate, me and my sister Kate, we each picked a um, a fish. Obviously, I that looks awful. That by the way, uh, picked fireball, didn't I? Yeah. Within twenty four hours of buying it, I was flushing it down the bog. <laughs> I swear to God, honestly, that's a true story. That as well. I've never had a pet since. I haven't deleted the app to be honest. No. At the same time, I haven't actively gone into it too much, so it's just more through forgetfulness than anything else. Instagram Live, yeah, it was all right. It's a little bit of a mad concept for me, like obviously doing it for the first time. But no, it was it was, uh, it was pretty good, and I've seen a couple of bits you put up on on Instagram since, and uh, yeah, mildly entertaining. Like, and hopefully the listeners there. Uh, yeah, thought so likewise. Well, the listeners can get over there at my convos with the Pope if they want some mild... What happened, by the way, Steve? I thought you were releasing that as a bonus pod. Uh, haven't had time this week. Because of your time. busy schedule. It's not been top of my agenda to delve into the Super Bowl, really, after the, <laughs> after Sunday. It took us Thursday to do this show. I think I'm still suffering PTSD, really. Keep waking up and thinking of the, the honey badger taunting fucking Brady and whatnot. <laughs> Have you ever seen? Obviously, he's, a, he's as successful as he is, Brady. You've got to have a little vicious streak in you. You've got to be ruthless, and we don't always see that in front of the cameras. It's probably more behind the scenes. But I've never really seen that side of Brady before. Have you? Oh, well, he can be a bit ruthless, like yeah, yeah. Apparently, he tore a strip out of them week two, didn't he? By all accounts, I think, or maybe it was week one after the Saints defeat. I think he got stuck right into them. I think he gave them a bit of stick on the sideline as well. You could have a bit of bite in you when it's needed, haven't you? He's a, a fireball, you could say. <laughs> hey. <laughs> One for the Instagram followers there who were live with us on Sunday. Exactly, yeah. One thing we didn't get into on Sunday, Popey, and um, I'm quite sad really because it's obviously the official day and traditional day of obituaries in the in the British press. Obviously, we, we published too late last week to, to talk about our... Well, our concluded death race and obviously the, the passing of Sir Tom Moore. Mm-hmm. Did you want to give any reflection on that? Do you want to give some words? Having won the competition. Could you put, <laughs> won the competition, <laughs> wow. Uh, well, what do you want me to say? I can't be too overzealous about it, can I? At the end of the day, another, another a fellow man has died. So it's not something I'm, I'm going to celebrate. But at the same time, not a complete surprise to me to have, have won. The competition, as you as you put it, I've always been known as being a bit of a morbid bastard, and once again, has has proven to be the case. So, yeah, as I say, you won't you won't get any celebrations from me, but at the same time, yeah, no no great surprise that I was able 
yeah, to, to win the uh, the death race, as you put it. Did you get involved with the clap for Tom Moore last week, or did you do maybe a, a belt and move for him? <laughs> what was that about? Do you know anyone who got involved in that clap, by the way? I think my ma got out there. She was very, very disappointed with Hale's response. I don't think there was many on the doorsteps around here. Well, if she's disappointed by the lack of clapping for Tom Moore, did you tell her that I had him in the death race? Yeah, yeah. I think she'll disown me, won't she? I think she. I think she told me Nan as well. I, mean, I think. I think Lily said the little bastard. He won't be taking the piss out of the old ones as much when he gets to our age. <laughs> well, someone else who who, who who didn't look too fondly upon our death race competition was uh, one of our listeners, Mark Mark Davis, MD Fitness. Really? His wife Lauren. Yeah, she was mortified that uh, not only had I put Tom Moore up as the as uh, my nomination and eventual winner of the death race but the fact we were doing a death race all together yeah so uh, basically i went back to mark and asked him to ask her for a for a nomination but didn't get anything back <laughs> did you read the news article that a man was arrested for an offensive tom moore tweet last week could face jail 5k fine or both are we concerned for the podcast or should we <laughs> should we maybe send an episode on to scotland yard for the publicity could do us good yeah, I'm I'm willing to spend a few months and joke if it means yeah, yeah, growing to to where we want to get to. Like so, yeah, you might want to you might want to think about that. No, Maybe not Scotland Yard because they might just sit on it. Who knows? But some sort of media outlets potentially. Yeah, I suppose any any publicity is good publicity at the end of the day, isn't it? You were saying Piers Morgan, weren't you? I think last time we spoke, you wonder if we could pass on. Actually, that got cut out, didn't it? Yeah, because obviously the. The passing had come, so that didn't quite make the air. Well, it's just as well, Steve. Yeah, a lot of people obviously won't know because listeners of the podcast, we'd had this discussion on the back of the interview with Adam last week, but I suppose rather wisely in hindsight, you decided to take it out, didn't you? Yeah. Which is just as well, really, with the likes of the Yorkshire Post, uh, Leeds Live and the Boot Room reporting on the, uh, the interview with Adam. We'll get on to that in a little bit. The feedback from the Adam from the Adam interview. Yeah, you were saying a couple of weeks before as well. What happens when the death race concludes? I've got a proposition for you, Popey. You just fade away. You know I'm still standing there and everything. Look like a tooth of lava. Feel like a little can. I'm still standing after all this time. Back on up the piece that I'm my life with that chap. Now, I know you've won this, so I don't want to take anything away from you, but what if we turn the death race, which was, as you say, and the, the feedback sounds like there's been a bit of negativity and might be a little bit um, too close to the bone, if you will, for, for some people. What if we turn it into a last man standing competition for everyone who's, got, who's already nominated and has got, a, has got a man in the act, so to speak? So, like, I've got Joe Biden, you know, Bundy's got Harvey Price, and what we do is... It's the last person who stays alive, basically, wins the competition again. Could be a 30-year comp. <laughs> so, by, uh, basically, going back to my earlier points as well, we're going to keep tabs on uh, Little Ed Sued for tips of the week. Effectively, that's that's 2-0 for me, isn't it? If you if you factor in Tom Moore. So, but, I've got Tom Moore in the, the books. He gave me that, so I've got a 2-0. We haven't started this tallying up Ed Sued competition, have we yet? So, you're just going to put in some prehistoric ones are you no 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 we're starting it from this year basically but the, the bet was settled the Tom Moore bet was settled this year was it not it was did he not, did he not pass this year so there we go 2-0 yeah 
with when you factor in the books I put up at nine to two as well. So we'll say two nil. Well, if for argument's sake, if but um, a, yeah, if you need a two nil, two nil lead, so be it. I'll give you an handicap, no problem. I'll, I'll come storming back here after me sabbatical. <laughs> is that what you call it? Okay, you do that, storming Norman. Um, so what I will do because I, I think you moved the goalpost slightly when we previously discussed it. I think you said anyone over the age of seventy. And then when you've mentioned it to me again recently, you were saying anyone over the age of 80. So when it was anyone over the age of 80, I went with Bill Clinton, didn't I? You want to enter the last man standing with Bill Clinton. Obviously, you can't enter Tom Moore because he's obviously, he's not a, he's not fit Perish. to, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say he's not fit to run, to use a racing term, yeah. But perished we'll go with, yeah. if, if that. If that's not fit to it. hobble along on his Zimmer frame no more. So have I got Bill Clinton, by the way, in Last Man Standing? You got Bill Clinton. Now this could be this could be weekly content. And by the way, there's not to be negative about in this competition. We're actually cheering people on to stay alive. It's completely flipped on its head, <laughs> is it not? We're hoping our men can go the longest. Keep hold of your bet slips here on the death race. We're turning it into a last man stand and we're gonna flip it positive and as I say, hopefully I hope Biden can, can make it through uh, this four years of hell. He's going to have in control of the country from a personal point of view. Think, think about it, though, yeah, on the on the flip side of it. The likes of yourself having Biden and Chris having Prince Philip probably thought you were in a relatively strong position, like you must have been. Top of the market for um, for, for the death race, and now, well, now you're flipping it to last man standing. Joe Biden, or indeed Prince Philip, have got another 10, 15, 20 years in the Mavdi. Who becomes the favourite then in this market now? Obviously, we've read out the nominations over the last few weeks. Sean Powell looking strong. Purely based on age. Purely based on age, Harvey. But Harvey, that Harvey, Harvey Price. Price. Well, no, just purely based on age because yeah, he's got, but, what, 40 years on everyone else? Yeah, but... I'd he's... say Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's strong. He could run into problems in a, in a whole number of ways, though, couldn't he, Harvey, I think? Sean Powell, Roy Hudson. <laughs> he looks quite robust, doesn't he? Royston. He is. I'm fucking going nowhere. I'm as, I'm as fit as a butcher's dog. <laughs> that unlike me last week. Uh, I never knew of, of, of that particular incident, nor indeed Roy Hodgson having a side such as that. It certainly, it certainly makes him a little bit more endearing, doesn't it? Well, a bit more it. of an edge to him. Oh, boy. Let's stop it here, shall we? I mean, you're going to be tricky with your questions. Let's move on. We've done enough on the death race and the, and the last man standing. You mentioned Leeds before and the Leeds papers. I know a couple of the Yorkshire publications picked up the article, didn't he, Popey, and uh, ran a few stories on, on Adam's comeback and, and the podcast itself, which was quite nice to see. We, we were semi-famous, weren't we, for, for, for last week at least? Yeah, for about 20 minutes. Good, though, yeah, good. We've had our little sort of two minutes in the limelight. Say various publications, as you just mentioned there, one of, one of which is... Yorkshire Post with 50,000 subscribers so yeah I was expecting our followers on our Instagram page to follow suit we're still not even at 300 so there you go yeah there you go there must you go. try harder Stephen well yeah it was mixed reviews yeah I, I don't know if uh, you'd clock the one of the comments from one of the Leeds fans forums that I put up on the Instagram page there was there was quite a few comments about the podcast about us as a broadcast, as a platform. Should I run through a few of them for you, Popey? Some of the best ones, of course. I did, I, I did, I did see one that you put up, I think, in the Instagram stories, something about yeah. torturous or something, but yeah. maybe start with that one, because that's yeah. the one I have heard. That was Wildwood 1. It was absolute torture listening to them scousers. Ah, who are them? Well, or did he mean me and you? I think probably me and or, you. Or the and three of us as a collective. I think as a trio, yeah, as a collective, yeah. <laughs> uh, Papa Smith, give us... Can gr- we get him on? 
can we get him on? Wildwood. Wildwood. We, we could reach out. We, could we can reach, reach out, can't we? Yeah, yeah, we could reach out and see if we get a Leeds fan on. That might be quite funny, that might, not So extreme torture, but yeah, I, I do understand. I can't see where he's coming from, like. Yeah, yeah, they might. So especially after this week, this one's really fucking dragged, hasn't it? Great podcast, more Scousers, please, from Papa Smith. I'm sensing sarcasm in that, really. I don't know how sincere no, that I wouldn't. was. Papa Smith, maybe something in the name there, maybe an Everton fan. Oh, why would they be on a Leeds forum? Who knows? Mm. Uh, I don't know. So I'll take a compliment any which way you can get them. So thanks for the love, Papa Smith. Well, this is about as good as it got. Decent listen, to be fair, from Skip. That, that's probably the, the height of the praise we got from the Leeds forum. So it's tepid, than it? But again, I'll take that. I'll take any feedback, positive or negative or otherwise, to be honest. Yeah, here's one from Monkey Spank, interesting name. Fucking Scousers. Just when you think you've mastered the art of hating them, they go and drag you back into their little love bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we so hated? I don't know. Around the UK. The unbearables. I don't know. I don't know, Popey. Well, I, I tried to ease it someone... I think I responded to that and went, oh, good God, or something like that. And I think someone come back and asked, well, what is God? So I thought I'd ease over with a bit of Liverpool Leeds, you know, historic references. I said, is, is God Fowler? And the response to that, the response to that from Conker, oh, goodness me, fuck off. Coke snorting charity piss-taking landlord. No, <laughs> no cunt God is Robbie. Shafted Leeds United on the way out the door as well. Filthy, wow. filthy scum cunt he is. <laughs> <laughs> We're not very popular in Leeds then, are we? It doesn't look like. And the final one from Super Nazi, this pod means more. This pod means more? There you go, that's a good one, isn't it? No, no, it's a piss take of Liverpool. It, this means more in, in Liverpool, like Liverpool fans. Oh, well, there you fans, go. Uh, okay, I see. Yeah, so we've been fucking... Well, with a name like Super Nazi, yeah, it's quite the, uh, quite the controversial handle, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a Seinfeld nod, actually. I think there was a character, the Super Nazi in Seinfeld, so I thought we might get a little bit of a... Uh, a little bit of a touch from the Soup Nazi, obviously not. No soup for you. I don't think we'll be having any returning Leeds United fans to this week. I was going to say, yeah, you, we were getting quite excited, weren't we, with the amount of traffic on the back of last week's interview with Adam and how many listeners we were getting in comparison to what we'd usually get. But I think on reflection, certainly reading those comments, yeah, I don't think we'll get any second-time listeners from Leeds, will we? But it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. I've had nothing but compliments again, Popey, apart from in the Leeds forum. Adam yeah, said he wants well, to come on on the regular as well, so we'll be more than happy to, to preview and review some big games with Adam and... Uh, Great, great to have him on board, isn't it? Yeah, well, definitely, yeah. And he's, uh, as I said last week, appreciate his time coming on. And if he wants to become a regular fixture on the show, then, yeah, who am I to uh, to argue? It'll be for the uh, for the greater good of the, of the podcast, so that's what it's all about, really. I'm going to absolutely pivot against Adam, and we're going to segue quickly into the Keegans of the week. Let's get on these, Paul. Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Always 
thankful as I am from coming on last week. I'm going to have to throw Adam in right away for his lead shout. Said he was up, they were up for Everton. Fancied them against anyone on the day, and obviously the Blue Boys done them two one. Which I think if you play back, <laughs> much to your delight. Ah, well, I think you'll find the Blue Mick pick two one Everton. I put it on the podcast last week, and a Calvert Lewin goalie tipped as well. I think we might have to draft draft him in as our our tips. They certainly are Everton tips. What do you reckon? I want him as far away from this show as as is physically possible. No, I'd have to uh, I'd have to kick that one back. Sorry, yeah, very much keeping my arms length. Okay, okay, I'll I'll see what he's. Otherwise, 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 we will get Scotland Yard investigating us. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Romo goes in the Keegan's of the week. I don't know if you caught him saying as it went to half time that Patrick Mahomes will make this a close game. Clearly not, Tony. And why was he so excited by the streaker running on at the end? Did you catch that? I didn't, lad, no. Okay. I've, stopped, I've stopped watching it like maybe five, six minutes ago in the in the last quarter because it was sort of job done at that point. Oh, it was, it was, it was like he'd never seen a naked body in his life. You'd swear he'd never, he'd not slept next to Jessica Simpson for all those years. Tony, there's a streaker. Look, there's a fan on the pitch. <laughs> and was it a man as well? don't know if it was a fella. Someone, Labatard was saying that it might have been a, he thought it might have been a first responder, like a, a fireman or something who got tickets and, and got, got whipped up, tailgated a bit hard and just ran on at the end, yeah. Well, what do you mean? Oh, you, you've seen a streaker go on, you must know it was a man or a woman or uh, it was one of these non-binaries, it, was it? <laughs> it was far away. I couldn't really tell and it didn't, it didn't sound like Tony was too bad, but Jim, look! Streaker! Tony! <laughs> <laughs> was that the highlight of the game for him, yeah? Certainly the highlight of the game for me. <laughs> I'm going to have to throw Uncle Douglas in as well. He thinks that Liverpool can still win the league. We'll galvanise and uh, I don't know. I think even me clutch- wow. clutching on to me bet slip, which I actually settled on Sunday night as a loser. That was a wonderful Sunday, that settling two of the biggest bets I've ever had in one night. Wow. Uh, can you see any way of Liverpool getting back into this league? Oh, yes, Eva. This is not the first time that I have, uh, I've had problems with leaks, leakage, should we say, uh, and it's followed me around for quite a few years, but uh, I hope to uh, get this under control very, very soon. I have uh, Catherine Zita uh, handling my leak, and for a, uh, for a Welsh girl, she, she sure can. She sure can get her hands and manipulate a leak better than anybody I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very impressed with her leak technique, should we say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the call. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the call. Yeah, yeah. Obviously not, no. It's, it's done and dusted. We needed to, to win, didn't we, on... On Sunday to give us any any sort of chance for the remainder of the season, and yeah, I don't know. It's once again we flatter to deceive. I appreciate we have got injuries which we've gone on about, and and which has obviously had a detrimental impact on 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 the team and, and the season as a whole, really. But mm. I don't know. I'm I'm still it's still disappointing, and I can't help but think that it's been a little bit of a weak title defence, despite. Obviously, what we have had to deal with, which I suppose is unprecedented to an extent, but I don't know, I'm still disappointed. I just can't help the fact, but be pissed off at the fact that we've 
won the league and we're not going to have a parade, basically, for winning the league. Yeah. And it might be another 30 years, who knows. Oh, you and your mates will have to put them replica trophies and medals on hold, don't you? So we, we get out in a couple of years, maybe, relive it. Mm-hmm. Good points, yeah. Bastard. I mean, it's the freakiest season of all time, and how do you how do you compensate for Allison getting up to that on Sunday when you've got yourself not only back in the game but back in the title race? I would say if you go and turn that round, that's a big psychological blow to City there, and it was crazy. And I know what you're saying it, it's not been a great title defence, but it has been, as I say, the freakiest season of all time. And Roy Keane saying that we're using excuses. Is it really excuses if you've got three centre-backs out, like we were saying to Adam last week? And Could you tell me where Man United would be if they had like Fred and Pogba playing centre-back? Do you reckon they'd be anywhere near the top four or even in the top half of the table? Would you accept there are mitigating circumstances for this Liverpool side? They are making a lot of excuses. To me, they've been bad champions. And I just don't mean today you can lose a game of football, but I can't figure this group out. Again, I'm looking at them and even the game during the weekend's bright and bright and more comfortable during the game. You can be beaten in the game, there's a way to get beaten. I think maybe they've all believed the hype over the last year or two. And we spoke about there'd be some sort of drop-off or... But they're playing for a big team in Liverpool. It's as if they won the league last year. They've all got a bit carried away and they've all believed their own hype as if they're going to be teams. But in my mindset, when, if you can, when you won a league title, your next challenge was always, can we do it again? I never got the impression from this group, from even their interviews from their manager last year when they won it, were saying, what's the next step for Liverpool? No, it was almost, let's enjoy this. Obviously, it was a long wait from 30 years, but I never heard kind of any of the players come out and going, well, we want to do it again. That's the key. I, th- I think what has an helped us is, is how dominant we've been the last couple of seasons. Yeah. And like, we've got close to 200 points across, across two league seasons and arguably the greatest team in Premier League history. I know we haven't had the longevity of a Man United than that, but in terms of just taking it off a one-season sample size, uh, arguably the best team in, in Premier League history. So, so much was expected from us yeah. on the back of this season, especially with the signing of Thiago, and obviously Jota's improved us as well. And, and obviously they both being out injured, mm-hmm. uh, which I suppose, I suppose highlights your point. So I think the fact that we've been as successful as we have on the club, especially recent seasons, so much more was expected of us. And then the fact that we've... Just flattered to deceive us. We have really in the fact that, all right, we've had injuries and I get what you're saying. Man United probably would be mid-table at best if they had those injuries at the back that we've been dealing with. But I think so much more was expected of Liverpool. And I think the fact that there doesn't seem to be any plan B with with Klopp, which is frustrating. Mm. And a lot of his sort of in-game decision-making is, is questionable, to say the least. And... I don't know whether it's his reluctance or whether he's just that tactically inept. He hasn't got a plan B, but it just seems to be same old, same old, and we'll keep knocking on the door, trying the same old thing. And teams are sussed out how to play against us. I keep hearing this, teams have worked out how to play against us. Teams have worked out how to play against a a decimated version of us. Uh, Let's see if teams have worked out how to play against us when we're full strength with Van Dijk and Henderson actually in midfield. And I just, I, I don't really buy into it, lad. I don't know how you can say Klopp's been found out when his full team is nowhere near out there. And don't get me wrong, lad, you know, you don't like to overly question him for, for everything he's done. I thought bringing Curtis Jones off on Sunday was a bit of an head-scratcher. Looked our best player. And that's not pocket talk, as we've obviously got him to get into the Euro squad. I thought he looked absolutely mustard and has done for the yeah. last two months. He looks our best, most comfortable midfielder. Like, and he won't start now. He won't start for the next few weeks. That's he, it. He'll be on the bench. And seems he'll be given 20, mad. 30 minutes here and there. I'm not saying Klopp's being found out. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm saying the way he'd typically set up and the way we play as a team, 
has been found out so then as a manager and a so-called best manager in the world as he's been crowned officially by FIFA for the last two years you need to have a plan B try something different mm. that's it and, and, like do you know what I mean Ernie Crust yeah. so I think how we've typically played on the clock has been found out and the fact that we haven't got a full complement of players obviously just, just makes it more evident so you've got to have some sort of you've got to try something a bit different I which, just don't buy for whatever that, reason he's a bit reluctant to do I don't buy that I don't buy that I don't buy that that, that that style has been found out I just don't think he's got the personnel to get it anywhere near where it should be that style and I think you'll see us come back pretty stronger next year lad if we don't get it back into it, it, it with some miracle this year I think You'll have Jota a year older with a full pre-season in him with the club. I think you'll have Curtis Jones a year older next year. As long as Van Dijk and Gomez come back unscathed, I think you'll have a strong side next year. And I think if any animosity, if, if any backlash should be going on anyone, I don't think it should be Jürgen Klopp. I know obviously we found out he's lost his mind yesterday, hasn't he? And he can't get over there, which is which is really sad for him. You don't know how much that's been playing into his emotions if mm. he's not been well for the last few weeks. But he's not been great. Mm. He's not showered himself in, in glory, has he? When the chips are down. But I think the animosity has to go with the owners, lad. Why we have to wait till the last day of the transfer window to get two centre-backs in? Van Dijk's been injured since what? When did we play Everton? October the 8th, was it? Something like that. We should have had two centre-backs on the 1st of January. And if it cost us 20 more million than it should have, so be it. Well, you know yourself, being a Boston Red Sox fan, who Fenway Sports Group also owned, they won the first World Series, was it for 107 years? Yeah, yeah. Under the ownership yeah. of John Henry's Fenway Sports Group. But then on the back of them winning the first World Series and with the chance to kick on and create a little bit of a dynasty, they failed to do so, didn't they? Because yeah. they weren't willing to invest. No, they won and now one, they're just going backwards. They won one a couple of years later, lad, to be honest with you. And then they won one again. So what, they won two under them? Yeah, they've won three under them. I was at the I was at the one a couple of years ago. They've won three under Fenway, like. They have not the the FS they haven't, lads. No they, way. They absolutely have, yeah. Yeah. Of course Pope, I was in No way. I was in Fenway Park for game one of the World Series in two thousand nineteen, like they, they definitely have. They have. Not having it, but go on, continue with, continue with your points. What do you mean? But you look know? at them now, well, we didn't even make it to the playoffs this year, did No, they're the, the tanking, lad. And they, they sold the best player in Mucky Bets. Yeah, but they were tanking this year. They were they were looking for draft picks and salary cap and all that carry on. But I do think they need some criticism, lad. And don't get me wrong, I, I completely agree with the business model. It is a business, like Adam was saying last week, I get that. But sometimes when you're running a business... There's an absolute crisis and you've got to put like a director's loan in, say, if it was a normal business. This is a crisis. You've lost three centre-backs. You have to inject and you'd have to, you'd have to back your manager and your, and your champions, you'd think, wouldn't you? So we'll see, lad. It might have caused too much of a rift there. Cloppy might be like, fuck this. You wouldn't blame him for fucking off next year, would you? I don't think that's going to happen, but you couldn't blame him for going, you've really not supported me in a time of crisis and, uh, and doing one, could you really? What do you make of the theory that Klopp, obviously, during a successful spell at Dortmund, bought them two league titles, Champions League appearance, and then was it his fourth or fifth season? I think they ended up finishing eighth the best, and it was similar to Jose Mourinho, not so much the Mourinho now, who's turned into a little bit of a laughing stock, but when he was the best manager in the world during his tenure with Chelsea and then into Milan and Real Madrid. With all those teams, he had a lot of success in the first few years, but then it got to the fourth and fifth season. I think with Mourinho, it was the fourth season. 
and is is basically his training methods were, were just basically too full on to, to to be sustained beyond the three year period. And as such, you're seeing all of Mourinho's teams regress, mm. like the fourth and fifth year, which led to him losing the job. And you can maybe say a similar thing about Klopp at Dortmund. Do you buy any anything into that that we've been so successful? Over Klopp, but then there's only so long you can play. You can play in that such an intense way, and you can train health. in such an intense way, and have the same players week in week out. Do you think there's any to buy into that? That there's more of an issue, deep rooted issue there, or but, are you uh, just thinking once everyone's back next year, it's all rosy and we'll just, go on to reclaim the title? I just don't know how you can throw that at him, lad. When when he's got these injuries, I just don't know how you can make that judgment when it's nowhere near a full squad. You've lost. Arguably one of the best players in the world in Virgil van. Well, he is one of the best players in the world. I just don't know how people can be coming up with these theories and these comparisons with Dortmund. Did Dortmund lose three centre-backs? Don't know. Was Hummels and that out? Not too sure. Don't know. I'd have to look into that. Maybe there was excuses why Dortmund unravelled a little bit. They probably got players picked off them. I'm sure they did, didn't he, by Bayern Munich. So I, I don't know where it's comparable. He's had two major, major jobs. And I think... The reason why it's it's where we are and, and we're ten points behind City at the moment, it's the injuries, lad. How can it not be? You've got your two two starting centre midfielders playing centre back. As much as I think Fabinho is fantastic there, it's mm. the knock on effect for the rest of the team, isn't it? Trent Alexander needs pace mm. next to him, so you're not getting that. He's not got Henderson covering him and helping him go forward and create more chances. Robbo's suffering from it. You know, we we, we essentially play two two at the back, don't we? Because of Gomez and, and Van Dijk's pace we play two centre backs yeah. and when we're off the ball we don't play four at the back we play two at the back you can't do that with Fabinho and fucking Nathan Phillips and Williams you can't yeah. do it lad so I just think honestly I think you know the success we've had under Klopp I find it really really ridiculous the the fans are starting to ask questions about his methods and, oh, is this the beginning of the end? This is what happened in Dortmund. Not buying into it at all. Mm. Let's have a full season next season. I, know, I, know. I think there might be something there, but we'll see how it plays out anyway. But just on the flip side of that, I'll just leave you with something that I said to one of our loyal listeners, Chris Doherty, big Everton fan season ticket holder. Uh, he was taking much delight recently uh, in Liverpool's recent downfall. And why wouldn't he? And why uh, wouldn't he? Well, there you go, yeah. Much to your delight, no doubt. But uh, comparing Thiago to Lee Catamol <laughs> and said, actually, he was doing uh, Lee Catamol at the service by, by doing that. Like I said to Dowie, I think Liverpool staying up this season, given the injuries we've had, would, would arguably a bigger, be a bigger achievement than, than winning the league last season. So <laughs> let's hope that, that proves to be the case anyway, eh, Dowie? Chip forward, Bernard, was he onside? He's finished it, put it in the back of the net. There will be a check. But is that the fifth for Everton? A VAR check. Beautiful finish from the Brazilian. Well, let's stick with Everton, eh? On a brighter note for Merseyside. Everton are flying the flag, aren't they? For, for Mersey pride at the moment. I think I might have to start supporting them full-time, lad. They give me more joy than Liverpool have over the last fucking couple of months, I'll tell you that much. That equaliser at Old Trafford was fucking fantastic, wasn't it? Left Ollie looking like Chris Multisanti at the wheel, didn't he? That Fucking <laughs> hell. And what about last night? The magic of the cup. Fucking Carlos Cuppa on the touchline. As an FA Cup purist, Popey, did you did you catch the game last night? One of the one of the great FA Cup ties in, in modern history, other force. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I, I don't I don't love or appreciate the love in that Everton 
and having on our Instagram page of later seeing on the Instagram stories up the toffees prior to the game with the you, you'd linked or whatever it is Daniel Amakachi and absolutely uh, no dog trying to get him on the show like but up the toffees my ass and then yes. I, I've never sound I've never heard you sound so excited about a segment or, or, or a discussion on the show, as you do sound right now. Is this because you put them up at 16 to 1, or is this because you are uh, a blue under the bed, as you've often been referred to? Which is it? Popey, I need a little bit of something. I need a little bit of joy back in my life after the last few weeks I've had. This is a, this was a welcome return to some sort of winner. I know they've only got into the quarterfinals, but yeah, I've tipped Everton. I'm behind them for the cup. It was great to see last night, and we are. I know you forget this. We're not the Anfield rap. We're a Liverpool-based podcast. A lot of our <laughs> listeners are blue, and you know, I think we've we've got to entice our uh, our toffee listeners definitely. And I'm I'm more than more than willing to facilitate that, Pope. Yeah, we've got to entice them within reason. Not like, oh, did you see the Everton game last night? What an absolute classic for the ages and all that. Carry on. Well, it was. Didn't watch it. Not interested. Move on. You didn't watch it. You're meant to be this FA Cup purist. Elton John will be fucking fuming with you. Yeah, fair point, but if it was Wofford, maybe. Yeah, I might have been more more inclined to watch with it, with baby sham in hand and, yeah, a little fruit platter, maybe. But no, Everton don't interest me, really, and I'll be hoping they don't go on to win the FA Cup. Can't you get even slightly a bit of you get behind this, uh, this Carlo narrative and the North End going all, all Sicilian? It's... Uh... <laughs> It's a fantastic story. I mean, if if they weren't our rivals, and certainly your rival, surely you'd you'd be into the narrative of Carlo on Merseyside. Hang on, Steve. I'm, I'm sure if you if you want to go back through our various, our many many different episodes when you're waxing lyrical about Everton, you will find on occasion at least. I'm a fucking. I wouldn't say a fan, but I'm certainly an advocate of Carlo Ancelotti. Just look at his credentials. Look at what he's what he's achieved. And as I mentioned to, I think it was to Sean when we had him on. Sean Parlow surprised that he actually went to Everton. And that's not an that's not me having a dig at Everton. Well, I suppose it is. Sounds like. But um, no, but it, in terms of a manager, one of the best managers in the world. There's no dispute in that. So I'm getting behind that narrative to an extent in, in the fact that I can appreciate they've got one of the best managers in the world and the punching. Above the weight by doing so, oh, but compliments. Kind of it's you. <laughs> I'm over underhanded comment. I just can't get over. <laughs> I can't get over that clip of him yesterday with his cappuccino on the sideline. It's just incredible. Everyone's going mad. Well, I've, I've seen it all before. I've seen it. I've, I've seen fucking managers have bruises on the sideline, haven't you? What's up with you? Never he, played Sunday league football. Yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah, but come on. Did you see what happened? They've gone five four up. It's absolutely drama like you've never seen at Goodison for years, and he just. But, <laughs> He just blows on his steam, turns around. I think he was looking for the sweeteners, Drama maybe. like you've never seen. <laughs> he was looking for the what? For the sweeteners. Uh, it was just unbelievable. I have never seen a clip like that. I've never seen a manager so cool in all my life. It was fantastic. You reckon he's a sweetener man, yeah? Do you not reckon he'd, uh, if, he, if he wants to sweet his caffeine intake, he'd just go with sugar? you going with sweeteners, yeah? Do you reckon he's a sweetener man? Yeah, I reckon he could be, yeah, I reckon, he, I reckon he's a bit of a progressive, you know. I think you'd think he's very traditional. I think maybe he's an almond or an oatman as well, milk-wise. I'd have to uh, do some digging on that front, maybe, see if we well, can... No, yeah, probably. He's he's, he's, he's going to be, yeah, he's, he's going to be cultured, isn't he? Being, oh. being Italian, like, without a doubt. But I, I've never seen um, a manager, I've never seen a manager act more cultured than that last night. Duncan Ferguson looked like he wanted to lift him up. About, yeah, 
you're going on about dra- Goodison's never seen such drama, probably because there's no atmosphere there anyway. <laughs> but the fact is, there's no fans in the crowd in the stadium. That's it. So I, I, I don't think it was as drama filled as you're making out because fucking Duncan Ferguson oh, was getting involved. Fans or not, you, you're telling me the fucking clap wouldn't have the Gary face out if we'd have gone five four up in an extra time. Fucking if only, eh? Clappy would have looked like he was falling out the sunrise, I think, if that, were, if that would have been us scoring an extra time <laughs> in the FA Cup. <laughs> if only. Uh, that's another gripe I've got with Klopp. A uh, lack, uh, lack of FA Cup wins. Mm. Or indeed, FA Cup pr- progression under Klopp in any season. He looked like he was going the third or fourth round. He looked like he was taking it serious this year, though, Pope. I thought we took it quite serious at, uh, at Old Trafford. And again, we were just... <sighs> No centre back. Much good that done, is right? No centre back. No centre back. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. hats off to Everton. And I'm I'm happy to be on the uh, the blue bus. We'll get the draw tonight. Hopefully, avoid some of the big boys, and uh, hopefully, it'll be. Uh, well, you go to the parade, Steve. If, uh, if if obviously social distancing restrictions are lifted, and lockdown is eased, if, be... uh, if Everton by some miracle do go on and win the FA Cup. Will you be in attendance for the parade? The parade? I'll be at, the, the, I'll be at the final. 5,000 other Everton fans in the city? I'll be at the final. I'll be on the Happy Owls. Don't worry about that with the Blue Boys. No no worries. <laughs> you and Blue Mick, yes. Not fucking sharing a pack of Watsits on the way to Wembley. <laughs> ask, ask, ask your mates if they can box me off a replica FA Cup, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you, you and Blue Mick sharing a fucking rye beer and a pack of Watsits on the way down to fucking Wembley. Fucking have a word with yourself, lad. Okay, should we get on to the unlikely lookalikes? This girl, she sort of looks just like you. She even smiles just the way you do. So innocent she seemed, but I was fooled. I'm reminded when I look at you. And full of these this week. I'm sitting on, funnily enough, talking about Liverpool and Everton, I'm sitting on a real batch for the derby when's that lad when's the derby next week I've got an Everton player yeah which was given to us by no no hold it we won't read it out leave it Popey sit on it we're going to do a full batch of them for the uh, for the derby so are are we getting Sean on by the way to do that with us I think Sean can dip in there, don't you, and preview the derby with us. I think that'd be fantastic. Let's, yeah, I know to get him back on, lad. He, he was an absolute show favourite. Yeah, no one can believe how funny he was in some of the shouts he come out with. No. But it's a shame, really, which I know is not not too difficult. Like, yeah, but bad, I think it? if we're going to do the unlikely lookalikes. We've got to get Sean on for yeah, some sort of yeah, preview. No, Even if it's just to do the unlikely lookalikes with us. No, let's just do the old show. Let's do a derby preview. It's uh, Again, it's going to be a really tasty derby, isn't it? After last year, it's going to be one of the most pumped-up derbies of all time, the, the, the form we're in. I know it's not a cup final like it has been in the past or a semi-final, but there's going to be a bit of fucking bite with this, isn't it? I think this next one. So we'll get Pauly on. So I've only got two. Popey, and you probably won't know these from Adam, but a, a great one from Ben the Barber at Strop and Blade on Instagram. You know his previous pedigree, his previous form. Stephen Gerrard and James Gandolfini was was Ben the Barber's. You're probably going to have to get yeah. your laptop on here. British actor and host of daytime quiz show Lingo. Do you know it? You're familiar? Yeah, he's pretty full of himself, this fella, isn't he? Oh, so you know him? Adel Ray, is he? I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah, no Bradley Walsh, is he? No. Well, his lookalike is apparently, according to Ben, uh, Phil Leotardo. (laughs) (laughs) Are you seeing it? I'm going to get him up on Google Images. Just give me a minute. Go on. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it, yeah. You got it? It's a nose. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I'm on. Yeah, he's onto something there. 
in a trio with the Shah of Iran. You know that fat cocksucker says I look like the Shah of Iran? Who does? Tony. I never got that at all. Fat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. And another one from... <laughs> Fucking nauseating. <laughs> Hot and sweaty like my balls. We were saying... Me, <laughs> me and Mull were saying, I think Phil Leotardo is the Art of Sopranos impression to do because he's, he's like high-pitched and he's like menacing, but he's very camp as well. I'm no impressionist that you and Mullen agree with the, on the impression front, to be honest with you. And, and of course, Uncle Douglas as well has got to get a special mention. I'm you. I, I, when it comes to American accents in general as well, I really, really struggle. As anyone listening to the show can probably tell. My Zanels! Um, my fucking slacks! He's right, he's high. He's... That was very Bashemi. Yeah, he's not that high. He's high, high. My Zanels! <laughs> it's quality, in it? He has some great shouts, by the way. I don't give like a, a Puerto fuck. Rican whore. What's up with you? I don't give a fuck what it it's is. It's fucking disgrace. No eating in the car. <laughs> Me imagine having a pep one. talk from imagine having imagine having a pep talk from Uncle Phil oh Leotard. Tremendous. My favourite quote of his is when him and Tony are meeting in a hardware store trying to flash a deal out. And he says, uh, Tony says something along the lines of When John was here, that was twenty percent. And he just turns around, looks at him and he goes, John's folding laundry in fucking Danbury. Because <laughs> John's in Nick. <laughs> yeah, because he's in Nick. Absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Just absolutely love it. Okay, and then the, the other one, Popey, is uh, it's actually from our guest last week, Adam Forshaw, has thrown one forward for his former, I think it was Brentford teammate, current Middlesbrough midfielder, George Saville. So you might have to get him up on your, on your laptop. And he reckons okay. him and his mate Harley Dean, Birmingham captain, I think he is still Harley, they go for... Art Attack host Neil Buchanan looks <laughs> looks like that. Our mate Georgie Savile. I think I think that's his nickname, Art Attack. So he'll be a uh, he'll be made up. George just taking that public. <laughs> yeah, we all know uh, Neil Buchanan of, uh, of Art Attack fame. Yeah, I'm on it now. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I don't know where the unlikely comes in, but I suppose so. An athletic footy player and a and an eighties nineties children's art host, art TV show host. Yeah, I can see that as unlikely. I think that goes down, doesn't it? Wasn't he uh, He caught up in some controversy a few years ago, Buchanan? Some sort of coke fueled romp? Or am I just am I just completely fabricating it and well, slandering the man? Certainly hope it wasn't Savile. Like, <laughs> like, like his name's sake. No, no, I'm not talking about the difference between paedophilia, mate, and the fucking coke fueled romp. Uh, 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 with, with someone of, of legal age, at least. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll look into that. I will share all on, uh, on next week's episode. Yeah, get back bit to Bit of it. a cliffhanger for our listeners to come back to, eh? A little bit of reckless speculation there. I don't think you can just throw Neil Buchanan under the uh, the Winnebago like that, but sounds like he might have been... Uh... He might have been shacking well, it's up. It's a compliment, isn't it? Yeah, it's he, a compliment more than anything. It sounds like he might have been playing a two ball in uh, in Earls. Winnebago there. Earl Woods is Winnebago by the sound of things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I breaks it down, took the bone gristle. Earl's beacon, stud missile, heat seeking. Johnny blazing. Nightmares like West Creighton. Niggas gunning. My third eye seen it coming before it happened. You know about them fucking statin kids, they smash it. Everything, huh? And in these shape, form, or fashion. Now everybody talking about this laughing. Hmm. Is you busting still or is you flashing? Hmm. Boxing's back this yeah. weekend, Popey. Um, I've been having a look over the card. Obviously, our mate and previous guest, Wayne Smith, will be in the corner for Zelfa Barrett's comeback. 
Any interest in that, Paul? Will you be having a look at Zelfa and uh, Josh Warrington's on the card? Will that, will that take your fancy match rooms return? No interest whatsoever, no. <laughs> <coughs> good luck, though, Wayne. Yeah, good luck to Wayne, obviously. Uh, to be honest with you, Popey, I don't blame you, really. I don't know, the UFC, I've got a big card on again. Usman Baines fight off for the welterweight championship over in Vegas. I think it's UFC, whatever number they're up to. Um, it's fancy, say. Does it matter? Me at the moment, lad. Well, so you can back against them? <laughs> no, just see, yeah, I'm just humouring you, that's all, really, yeah. I don't know. Like Usman, mate. Yeah, that Usman looks pretty unpenetrable, doesn't he, really? He just seems very, very, I don't know, almost like Klitschko-y back in the day, or he just seems like you can't really get near him, and a bit of a spoiler. Baines, Baines has been impressive, though. Caught him a couple of times over lockdown, and I, Johnny, fancied him. He'd done my former tip of the week, didn't he, Woodley? when we first started doing the podcast, so I wouldn't really know. Yeah, yeah, one of, one of many fail tips of the week for you. But, I've just Googled uh, Usman there, and his nickname is the Nigerian Nightmare. He, that, he, is, <laughs> he is a nightmare. Like I think that was Daniel Amakachi's nickname at one point, wasn't it? Certainly for Spurs fans. <laughs> <laughs> I know we sound like a broken record on this, but just for research purposes, I've gone down the card there, and the top five fights on the boxing card and the top five fights on the UFC card, and I've thrown them in into two separate accumulators, two separate fivefolds. Okay, so so the UFC, the five favourites in the UFC, include Newsman, that accumulates to a 6.32 to 1 accumulator. Not massive for getting five fighters right, but a little bit of interest if you wanted to back the five favourites. Have a guess what boxing's is. So that's Josh Warrington. I'll tell you what, let me get it up for you now, Popey. So that's Even Price, Dalton Smith... Lee Wood, Zelfa Barrett and Josh Warrington in a five-fold. Boxing's big return. Let me know what price you think you're getting for those for those five winning. Oh, seven to two on. Well, you've, you've fucked the game up here, haven't you? You were meant to go... <laughs> you were meant to go, oh, it should be five to one. Could be six to one. Now. No, eight to eleven. Uh, and I, I, was being, I was being facetious, that's all it was. But yeah, well, there you go. Eight to eleven for a what, a five-fold. 8 to 11 for a five-fold, your five favourites on a card, yeah. And if you want to make it into a six-fold, you'd be adding Ibrahim Nadim, who's a one-to-twenty shot. Yeah, no, I get what you say, but is there an echo in here? Is there an echo on this podcast? That's what you seem to go on about with the combat sports. It, it is, but I'm just emphasising the point. Like, this is the big return for Eddie. I think the closest fight he's, he's got on these batch of cards is Josh Kelly. And I think that's in a, a few shows' time and that he's a five-to-six shot. What what are people going to be tuning in for, lad? I want to see Zelfer. I want to see how Wayne gets on, obviously. Kiko Martinez was a decent name back in the day, but he looks like he's been shot for years who they're putting Zelfer in with. Josh Warrington. Why isn't Josh Warrington fighting a name? I know they want to pack out a lead stadium. It might be two years till you can get Ellen Road full for a Josh Warrington fight. Why aren't we just getting good fights, Popey, when it comes to boxing? Well, this is it. When, when was the last time Warrington fought? He's been quite an active man. Ages, ages, twelve months. I think was it the was it the Barry fight? Was it the Kid Galahad fight? Or was he fought once before after then? I don't know. It's been a while, hasn't it? His, his biggest criticism obviously hasn't stopped too many, uh, he, he, and he knows that. I think he's been reading a lot of headlines prior to this fight because he's saying he's improved his punch power, or he's, he's he reckons he's going to be a knockout merchant all of a sudden. But for as good as Warrington is, he is brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but. He does lack a little bit of punch power, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think... At that very, very, very top level. Well, world level, at least. 
I do like Warrington. He's one of my favourites, to be honest with you. I had a really, oh, I had a really good better on him. I, I probably told you, but I, he was hundred to thirty against Lee Selby. I had him a five to two against Carl Frampton. I've, he's one that's really made me good money, Josh Warrington. But is he one of them ones of Frank's? Frank Warren was great for him. Got him great fights. And at Ellen Road. Is he one of them who's going to go over to Eddie and just stall? Uh, you know, we've seen it before, haven't we, with, with a few of Eddie's who've, who've crossed paths. Uh, sorry, of Frank's who've crossed paths. I know he's been out for a while, but it's not going to set the world on fire, that is it. Mauricio Lara, 21 and 2. The current number 25 in the world. The fourth Mexican in the world with a 58% <laughs> knockout ratio. It's not going to set, set the world alight, is it? So who were the, the big fights in that division anyway, beyond... This sort of little warm up, if you want to call it that, that he's got at the weekend, where there was aspirations lie beyond that. What, what do you think is a good fight in that division for Josh Warrington? Well, he could fight. He could fight Gary Russell Jr. Couldn't he? I think in that way. I think Kid Galahad is campaigning for the rematch. I think the answer is to go up. I think there's more money fights if he goes up. I don't know how he's doing at the weight because he does look. I think he walks around pretty close to his uh, to his weight. You could get a scouser fighting him, lad. You could get. Jazz Dickens, I know. I think he's fighting Kid Galahad again, isn't he? So if he comes out of that victorious, and you've got to remember, Kid Galahad was found to be doping for their first fight. I don't really know why it's still down as a loss on Jazz's record. So maybe we build towards that a domestic fight. Jazzer and, uh, and Josh Warrington might be might be the next one if he can come overcome Galahad. Jazz Dickens, who's his promoter's thing? He's well. He, well, he's NTK managed. He's with Matchroom now, isn't he? he? Won the golden ticket. He won that competition. So he won a hundred grand, and he won. I think. Six fights on, on Matchroom, yeah. So he's under Matchroom, but he's obviously MTK managed. So why is he not sort of kicked on to the next level? I know he's fought Rigondo, I get all that, but he's a, he's a, he's a boxer who's had everything. He's a little big reputation as well, and he's fucking obviously he's a, he's a Liverpool boxer, so someone you want to get behind. But he just never seems to have, have kicked on to sort of world level, but I think he's probably more than capable of Doing. So what you put it down to? Do you think put it down to former promoters? No, I think not getting in the right fights. Possibly. Or, I think, again, I know he's fought one of the legends in Rigondo, I get that, but I don't know, since then he's I think he could potentially be a world champion in the meet. I really like Jazzalad. I think he's like a little mini Marvin Agler. I love the way he goes about his business, technical, southpaw. I really like Jazza. And I think maybe this is his time, Pokey. I think if he can extinguish the kid Galahad Loss, uh, loss. As I say, he was busted about six months later when he got for uh, yeah, and then commas, yeah, for performance and Anson's rug. So I think if he can avenge his loss, then I think he puts himself right back, right in the picture for the Josh Warrington fight. And as I say, he's won that golden ticket. He beat Ryan. What was it? One of the Walsh's one. It was Ryan Walsh in the in the final of that. So I think it's Jazz's time, lad. He's only twenty nine. You know what I mean? He's thirty and three. Yeah. I think that. He got whipped by Rigondo, didn't he? He got his jaw broke, didn't he? Pretty heavy stoppage, that. So, I think that took a bit of time to... No uh, shame in that, though, Steve. No shame in that. He's no. one of the legends of the game, like, do you know what I mean? No, absolutely not. So, yeah, let's see how Josh goes on Saturday. Let's see how Jazza goes against Kid Galahad. I think that's in a, in a, in a month or so's time, a couple of months. And that's one of the few fights I will be watching, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. And open he gets retribution, yeah. Dickens against Galahad. Against Galahad, so, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a date for that yet, but... Yeah, but very interesting, lad. Very interesting again. The odds massively out of whack. And if you're a punter or if you're looking for close competitive combat action again, you're going to be going to the UFC, aren't you, I think? The Nigerian nightmare! Kamaru Usman, he is a monster. He's back on the scene. I know who he be. He's rolling with ease. My take out your team. This dude is terrifying. 
12-0 in the UFC, yet to taste defeat. I'm at the top of the mountain, I'm the champion. That's his former teammate, Gilbert Without a doubt, yeah. And why wouldn't you? At the end of the day, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's, like, it's like saying, if you're given the choice of Liverpool, applying on the same night as Everton. <laughs> Naturally, you're going to be more inclined to watch Liverpool, aren't you, than you are Everton. Do you know what I mean? It's like chalk and cheese, really, isn't it? <laughs> Can't help yourself, can you? Even after this glorious week for Everton, you'd have to get the boost in. I think I- <laughs> Uh, Glorious! <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> Go on then. Are we, are we done? Uh, Tips of the week. I think most of the nation would be tuning in to watch Evan at the moment rather than us, unless they're just enjoying us suffer. Fucking hell. I wouldn't tune in if they were playing on my mum's garden, Liverpool, at the moment. Yeah, well, true. But uh, hang on a minute. You're the one who's fucking being. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just here. Yeah, been, been trying to cry it in early on. I suppose you're doing a little bit of reverse psychology, taking it, uh, a leaf out of the uh, Ben Pope playbook there, lad. Yeah, well, I think that that was settling me bet on Sunday was part of that. Nice big red pen through Bobby Firmino, player of the year and, and top goal scorer as well. I felt therapeutic, I'll tell you that much. Do you want to, do you want to settle our bet for Bobby? Do you want to pay your San Francisco 49ers better? Shut up, lad, as if I haven't paid that. Have you paid it? I must have. I haven't seen it go in, no. Fucking what are we, a week Don't after the Super Bowl? That. Every little helps at the moment, Popey, come up. Fire it over me. Hold up, hold up at the bank, yeah. Not too dissimilar to a hold up at the ports, yeah. I'm putting it down to a perfect storm of COVID and, and a Brexit hangover as to why the uh, the money hasn't been transferred. I might I'll need, get onto the bank, eh, lad? I might need a little hold up at the bank to get me over that fucking Super Bowl loss, I'll say that much. I stick up more like it at the bank. <laughs> so, tip of the week, Popey, I'll let you take this away. Come on. So you're on. I actually haven't got one. I'll just I'll, I'll bask in the glory of being two up in our head to head and give you a give you a chance, give you a free shot this week. Okay, if you will. I have got one tip of the week, so I'll tip of the week on the betting front, and that is bet responsibly. That's all I can give you this week. I want- <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to do, Steve? Actually, I'm just going to be... I'm going to do a Steve Turton for one to be an absolute hypocrite here. I'm going to put an anti-post up, so it's not something that I'll take immediate benefit of, but let's have a look. I just want to make... I just want to check the price before I put Are you just making this up? No, no, no. It's it's something I'll back separately, I promise you. But if it's like odds on, I don't want to put them up because it's two sex. Go on. I think there's loads of value in... Juventus, Serie A, 11-4. to 4. Okay, okay. How far behind are they now? Not as not as far as they once were, put it that way. They made, they made plenty of inroads in the last week. Obviously, they knocked uh, Inter Milan out of the Coppa d'Italia semi-finals at the weekend, which I think will be a sign of things to come in the league. Let's check the league table. They are currently... They've got, they've got a game in hand, <clears throat> which when they win, will take them... How's your maths, Pope? They'll be six points. Oh, no, sorry, they won't be. They'll be four points behind Milan at the top once they win the game in hand with eight, 17 games to go. Fucking and they'll man. be two points behind Inter. Why are they and so- they've got Cristiano Ronaldo, who's getting better with age, really. Why are they such a big price, Popey? Why, why are they such a big price? Don't get that. I think I think I think it's Perlo's first season. They yeah. had a bit of a rough start, and I think that's factored in. And, and the fact is, they are obviously behind. Inter Milan, as we talk presently, but uh, I think I fancy the running. They've got some 
some of your typical horrible Italian defenders in, in Chiellini, Benucci. You've got the young lad, De Ligt, who's sort of on the bench at the minute, such as uh, how, how Benucci and Chiellini are playing. And then you've got the Cristiano Ronaldo fact that you've got some decent young players as well. Chiesa, who signed from Fiorentina, who's got a few big goals lately. And I don't know, I just think the winners. And yeah, I think the Cristiano Ronaldo factor will be enough to get them uh, over the line come the end of the season. Plenty mm-hmm. of time to go, like plenty of games around. to be played. And yeah. I think 11 to 4. When you consider if they won it the last three years or four years, the dominance in Italy. I can't remember anyone else winning it for, I don't know, as, as long as I can remember. Back to what? Maybe Mourinho or something? I don't know. Did he win the, did he win the league? I can't. I, I think that's an outstanding price, Popey. And as I say, I'm on my sabbatical. There we go. So I'm, I'm on my sabbatical, but I might might make a little loophole there with it being anti-post, possibly. Might have a look at that. That's a big price, that Popey. And I'll, I'll do a little bit more digging into that myself. Stay credit where it's due. Credit where it's due. Just check quickly. Yeah, the last time Juventus did not win Serie A was back in the 2010-2011 season when Milan won it. Yes, yes. It's... So they've won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. They won 9 on the bounce. <laughs> now, now, don't get me wrong. They won 9 on the bounce and they got Cristiano Ronaldo. Don't get me wrong, from a Bucky's point of view, the Jew, the Jew to slip up, aren't they? The Jew are lost. So Bucky's layers will be thinking this is the year. But 11 to 4 and what? They, a game in hand and they'll go 4 points behind with 17 to play. Yeah. With 17 to play, yeah. Too good to be true, Tone. And see, they've also played Milan and Inter away from home. They still need to play them at home. Not ah, that it means a great deal without fans oh there, but still, it's uh, it's got to be some sort of advantage. Like that's amazing. I'm gonna do a bit of digging on that, Popey. We'll catch up next week, my friend. Enjoy the weekend. What can I say? I'm the gift that keeps on giving, Stephen. <laughs> Stick with me, and you, you won't go wrong. What does Fitch Lamana say? Stick with me, kid. You've been eating lunch like that every day. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Absolute classic. Hope yeah. I'll catch you up with you later. Take it easy, lad. See you, bud. Take Ta-da, it easy, mate. Ta-da. See you later. Are you fucking deaf? <laughs>